Hi, Katie. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> We're so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, this is our inauguratory episode to kick off the Birth Mystics podcast. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to take just a few minutes to really state the intention of this podcast, where it the whole idea came from, and what we hope to really achieve with that. Mm-hmm. So I want to start by talking about the word mystic. And Katie and I really came up with our own definition of what we think a birth mystic is. Because that's not a real thing. We made it up. We totally made it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we're really excited yes. to coin this new phrase. Because we are. Because we, we are birth mystics, and we actually think there's a lot of you out there, but you didn't know you were called this until now. So welcome to the club. Welcome to our Everyone's community. invited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here's our definition. A birth mystic is a person who pursues a contemplation, surrender, and truth in order to understand birth beyond the intellect. Yes. Uh, Can you feel it? Like, that just makes me so happy listening to those words. It really resonates in our bones. Mm. I just think it's really exciting to think. I always heard terms like birth nerd and things like that. And where, like, I can nerd out about birth, that didn't feel very authentic for me. Because in some ways I can be a nerd, but what I'm looking for in birth and why I love it goes so much deeper than, like, nerding out, which sounds very surface and um, intellectual. So what I love that birth mystic is kind of like a birth nerd, but it's with more emotion and more depth, desire and depth mm. and, and drive behind it. Like a mystic, you try and embody the things you're searching for. Like you're looking for a surrender and that's what a word that comes up in birth terminology over and over again, that's when the central the central drives of a birth mystic. And that really resonates with me. I love that. Well, then how about we both share a little bit more about our own personal why Mm -hmm. as to why we're actually taking the time to create this podcast together. So I'll go first. And, you know, first and foremost, Katie and I, we just really love each other. Mm -hmm. We're really good friends and we work well together. That part was kind of like easy and no brainer for Mm -hmm. us to like just do a project together. But I think... Another component of that is that we also, one of the ways that we do connect is that we're always philosophizing about birth. We're always, oh, but what about this deeper meaning? And we just love being able to explore these lesser talked about concepts. Mm. With that, I would say my, my deepest why is my own process of going into these deeper sides of birth are the very things that helped me find empowerment in birth. Because before that point, I felt that birth just kind of beats you up. <laughs> it's very <laughs> it's very easily to feel victimized by the birth experience. And I've heard a lot of people, um, men and women both, like the full spectrum of people who feel that birth is kind of unfair that it asks too much of us. And, and again, I've heard moms say that and I've heard partners say that. And, and it makes me sad. And, I, and yet I felt that way after my first birth. I couldn't quite say that, yeah, I loved giving birth. It was actually just really, really hard. But as I started to kind of peel back the layers like one at a time and look at what was happening in... Like, I'm sure you've heard the saying, still waters run deep. You know, Mm. as I got down into those deep, still waters, 
oh my gosh, everything made sense. And, and I got to this place where I actually felt grateful for the intensity, the messiness, the dark side of birth, because those are the things that brought about transformation in my life. And I realized that without those pieces, I don't think birth would have been powerful enough to change me. I'm pretty sure that's why I'm in birth work today, because I really love helping my clients um, uncover that side of it, because then I get to witness their empowerment and their transformation and the light just comes on for them. Mm -hmm. So there's that paradox that we're going to talk about a lot in this podcast, the dark and the light. Mm -hmm. Somehow in probing into the darkness, that's when the light turns on. Yes. How about you, Katie? Share your why with us. I think my why just simply comes down to the fact that birth changed my life and continues to change my life. And there are lessons to be learned there that just spread into every aspect. And then I feel like I make connections in the weirdest places that go, oh, like transition. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm transitioning in my emotion. I should get over this bump. Mm. Like, I feel like there's so many lessons to be learned that have strengthened me. But first I had to be broken. Like I similarly had a first birth that was not a positive experience. There was a lot of darkness that I didn't understand at the time why it was so hard or what was expected of me or what I'd done wrong. I felt a lot of betrayal um, by my body, felt very betrayed. And a lot of things I had to wade through until I had that a lot of just lights go on that made me realize things that had impacted my birth that were patterns and things I had been carrying my whole life that I wasn't conscious of at all. And that continues to happen for me. I'm a doula. Stephanie's a doula. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, we're, we're doulas. doulas. <laughs> it's a good, good place to start. Right. So I feel like I still learn that through birth and witnessing birth, that I'll see things and patterns, but it's still new and it's still unknown and every story is still beautiful. And that's why I feel like there is this depth of knowledge and self-discovery and learning to surrender that we learn through birth that we can carry into our relationships, into our families that I think can heal generations and the world. So that's my why. And um, another reason that we're doing this is that story can be very powerful. So we talk in birth prep about hearing positive stories, watching positive birth videos, and that's all good, but we, we have a lot of history. Um, we have foremothers, and we have people that we've been disconnected with that have stories that can help us to learn and reconnect with the legacy of birth and with our own power. And so we love the power of story and the power of words are two of the things we're really trying to access and take apart. You know, it's like an onion, like you, you read the story once and you take apart a layer and then maybe you'll come back again. And that's the thing we love about the idea of having two hosts is that we both, while we get along so well, um, have very different viewpoints. Stephanie has, she'll tell you later, but has a background in like yoga and that side of things. But I'm have a background in psychology and so we kind of come at it from slightly different viewpoints which I think is super valuable and we're gonna help to bring those stories and make them part of our way we approach the world and we interpret our bodies we talked about this earlier but we 
receive things through different facets. We have like our mind, which is our intellect and that we can hear a story, but do we, we feel stories? Like we feel the emotion because I've, I've listened to stories or watched movies where they can bring me to tears because we do emotionally connect with story. And it also can teach us to be more in our bodies. It helps us to be, if we imagine someone else's body, if we connect with someone else experiencing similar things, it gives us more trust and acceptance in our own bodies and our own experiences because we feel less alone. And like I said, that betrayal situation doesn't become that way unless we expect our body to do a certain thing. Then we feel betrayed when it doesn't do that thing. So as we access all of these stories in their diversity, then we start to have more love and understanding and non-judgment for ourselves and our bodies and those around us. And if I may add something to that, Katie, I would say that stories are also so powerful because it's really, at the end of the day, all we have. In many ways, stories are memories. And think about the things that you know in your life. Really, it's just a bunch of stories that add up to like who your grandmother was or who your father is or what your life story is, we are made up of stories. And mm-hmm. so that there's a reason that they resonate really, really deeply with us. And um, we're just excited to kind of draw from mythology and, and even some poetry and, and really try to bring that resonance into the embodiment side of, of birth preparation. Exactly. So in the spirit of stories, I'm going to go ahead and tell you mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We figure you guys want to know a little bit about these voices that you're hearing through your headphones. (laughs) Um, So my name is Katie. I grew up in Utah. I um, am the oldest of a whole lot of children, (laughs) (laughs) which speaks a lot to my dynamic. I lived in Germany for seven years, well, nine altogether. And I lived there for a year and a half as a single in Berlin. And I met my husband, who is German, and I moved there and lived with him there for seven years, where I had my first two children. Um, That kind of shapes a lot of my birth experience, because in Germany, birth care is very midwifery-led. There are no L&D nurses. L&D are uh, completely covered by midwives. OBs only step in if there is a high-risk situation. If you are low-risk, you are always attended by a midwife. They also have a very hands-off approach to birth. It's kind of normal to go unmedicated. They, they see epidurals as being kind of a tool if necessary, but not as the norm. So as I moved into my childbearing years, I moved there when I was 23, had my first when I was 26. So a lot of my friends and people I'd met had had babies and told me stories. So I felt as though, and my own mother didn't tell me very many stories about her own births, um, which I, I later found out speaks to a lot of her trauma, right? So I didn't know much about birth when I went in. So I had this idea of like, okay, unmedicated is the way to go. So I'll just do that. I have a high pain tolerance. <laughs> so, and my mom doesn't, and she had seven babies. So like, I'm going to be fine. That was pretty much my birth prep. I think I went to a class for the hospital that was fine, but I didn't feel like I had to learn much. Like I didn't invest much um, energy into the class And uh, my birth came, I had a straight posterior boy, (laughs) and that birth took a long time. I was also 10 days over my due date by the time he came, which I didn't know was a thing. It was very frustrating. Um, But that birth was very hard on me. I I found myself very unable to connect to anybody around me. Um, I found myself in a place of suffering, but I'm also extremely stubborn, so I didn't want to give up. So I pushed past into suffering and sat in that suffering for for a very long time. 
um, until I hit a point of exhaustion where I, I looked at my midwife in the eye and said, I'm ready to cut this baby out of me. I'm done. I would like a C-section now. And she said, so <laughs> what if we do an epidural first and then you can sleep? And I was like, sleep? Yes. <laughs> That's, I don't care. That sounds fine. So we got an epidural and I slept and my baby was born a few hours later, which is also a bit of a traumatic delivery, but um, he was born. And um, I remember just being kind of buzzed and not like being relieved, but also kind of like, I think I'd blocked out and dissociated a lot with my emotions. And um, I love my son. We had a couple really cool experiences that helped us bond, but it definitely took a minute. Um, and I left that feeling very, like I said earlier, just very disappointed in myself, the situation, not understanding what had gone wrong, feeling betrayed in my body. Like, why did it have to be so hard? Am I just bad at that? Is my body just like, am I broken? <laughs> is that how birth is going to be? Um, cause I knew my mom had all of her births were 18 to 18 to 25 hours, um, all seven. Mm. So I just thought, okay, I guess our bodies suck at birth. So we just take a long time. And so I had this whole process of like, trying to, to take apart the situation, but not having a lot of the key information. So I just felt very disappointed. Um, I got pregnant with my second baby and I was like, no, something's got to give. So I explored, I, I first thought was, what if I just do a C-section this time? Of course, like my first thought was the out. What if I just do a C-section this time? I looked into that. And once I started researching, it was like, okay, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. And maybe it's not the easy way out. As no, we sometimes it, it think, felt like right? it was. Then yeah. you read about it and it's like, okay, oh, that's no. intense for other reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, nope, I can't do that. So what do I do now? And a friend of mine said, well, I think I have a friend who did this thing called hypnobirthing or something like that. I was like, oh, cool. So you guys know the end of that story. So I got into hypnobirthing. My eyes were opened. I realized that my control issues had a huge role that had played in the length of my birth, that I had been unable to connect with people, that I had caused, I had a lot of fear around a lot of things. um, And all of that had caused a lot of my problems. And so I just wholeheartedly jumped into that, prepared for that birth, did my meditations every day, did all all the dates, (laughs) did all the things and had a beautiful, empowered, crazy fast second birth that my husband almost missed because we did not think you could have a two hour baby. We didn't know that was a concept. Mm. And, um, it was beautiful. I walked away from that birth with this fire that was just like, I couldn't unsee. It was like, this is real life. I feel like I just touched heaven. Mm. Like I feel this ecstasy and there was this beauty and this power to it that I felt like I'd never accessed in that way in my life. So powerful. It was. It really was. And my husband would joke that every time I met anyone with a uterus, (laughs) that birth would come up. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, you got to do something with that passion. So after that second baby, we moved to America and a friend said, what's a doula? Hmm. Why don't you become a doula? And I said, what is that? (laughs) And she explained. And I said, that's a job? (laughs) Yes. So I I don't get paid. I can get paid for going to be in that space. (laughs) Which is, and that magic, that's the cool thing is that you, you go through a lot as a birth worker. You, you have phases of darkness. There's a lot that goes on because you do have a whole lot of layers get pulled back and you get to jump into new unknowns. But honestly, that's, that's my story. That's why I'm here is that for me, the, that journey has changed everything and has continued to help me grow. And Stephanie, now I want to know your story. Well, really quick, Katie, before we totally jump over to me, tell us also just like about your business side of it and how you 
maybe approach birth and then like drop your website too. So people can look up oh. your business side of things. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the thing I'm creating right now, maybe both sides cause you're doula, <laughs> yes. but then you're also kind of mm-hmm. branching out into this new area too. Yes. So I'm a doula. And if you want to go check out my website, which, um, has a lot to do with my philosophy. So there's a lot of fun, like poems and imagery and things on there. Um, that we will, some of them we will take apart, um, on this podcast. Um, it's www.freyabirth.com. Um, that's, I just do birth doula work and I love my clients and it's the best thing. Um, my other project is brand new baby. I'm birthing it right now pretty much (laughs) and it's big and it's fun, but I am trying to help other doulas to connect with that journey and to allow it to help them to grow and to help them to, because Birth workers burn out at kind of an alarming rate. Um, I think a lot of people go in with a lot of passion, but don't have a lot of idea what they're getting into. And it also requires to be an entrepreneur, which is its own beast. Yep. Um, so helping people with kind of the mindset and mentality side of birth work as a business, uh, I've created a website that centers around a personality test that I've created for doulas. It's called Doula Magic, and you can go check that out at doulamagic.com if any of that sounds interesting to you. Yay. Thank you. I just love everything that Katie's creating, so Aww. I had to let you plug that in there. Thank you. Okay, so I can I can talk about myself yes. here. We have four children. We We run a wellness center together. My husband is a massage therapist, and he does emotional coaching. And then I get to do a lot of my birth work and my yoga work and share office space with him. So we really love working together. However, I never foresaw becoming a birth worker. I, it was not on my horizon. I did not know what doulas were when I was having my babies. Home birth was kind of the norm for me. I, I myself was born at home, even though my siblings weren't. I'm the youngest in my family. And so like, it was always this kind of fun thing that I could tell people, oh, I was born at home. And they're like, what? <laughs> even though as a teenager, I didn't even fully know what that meant. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. Because I had what I would say is like a fairly positive perspective of what birth could be. I kind of maybe got a little cocky and I just mm. thought, oh, I'm good. I'm prepared. Like I read a few books and I would have people ask me, like when they found out that I was birthing outside the hospital, they would say, well, what, what, what method are you using? Like, you got to have a plan if you're going to like birth unmedicated. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't. You just, you just push the baby out. That's my method. And then I went into labor. <laughs> <laughs> and then it actually and happened. And then it actually happened. And I started to understand why maybe people were recommending a little bit more preparation. Mm. The the entire experience felt, um, I would d- even say, violent to me. Katie, you spoke of like feeling betrayed by your body. That was really huge for me. And so all of this stuff stuff is happening psychologically and emotionally that I had no words for. But what I did know is that it translated into just like a really long, drawn-out labor that left me feeling completely broken and depleted. It's my personality to kind of rise to the challenge. Like I was driven to find out why that was so hard. Mm. So it set me on a path as well. But what I really started to key into, which took about five years postpartum from that first birth, is that I I was being triggered to past trauma and I was experiencing my whole birth as like a sexual violation, if I may just speak really candidly. 
And, you know, childbirth awakens our, our feminine energy. For some people, they're very primed and ready for that. And for some already quite awake and vibrant. For me, I had learned to really shut down and suppress my, my femininity. And it was a safety mechanism. Well, suddenly to be launched into the context of birth and to have all of that waking up was just beyond. And so once I started to gain awareness of, of what I had really gone through, first of all, that was the beginning of healing. Like that's when I actually started to like reclaim my power and to like move back into, not move back, move forward into a much better way of living. But that was also when I started to fall in love with birth. And I was like, oh, this is the birth that everybody's talking about. This is why birth is so magical. Because even though I felt ripped open and broken, I am put back together again in a way that fits even better. I, I, I'm a better version of me. Mm. I think that was the time in my life where I really experienced embodiment for the first time and realized, wow, I really have been kind of checked out most of my life. And yoga was really teaching me a new skill set, a new way of living that I could actually be in alignment and not have to check out. And not just that, engaging with my pregnancy so differently than I had with my others. And I felt again that the techniques of yoga, breathing and meditation and the movement and just the whole philosophy was revolutionizing my whole pregnancy and childbirth experience. So then by the time I had my fourth, it was the most beautiful bookend to what that first birth experience had been. I wasn't having to dissociate. I wasn't having to check out. And I was coping, even thriving. I finished that birth feeling like Katie described, the euphoria, the, the ecstasy, the just the supreme satisfaction of what I had done and, and genuinely feeling empowered. So all of that, you know, then led me to specialize in prenatal and postpartum yoga. Then I started teaching couples workshops. And then I had a neighbor move in next door who was a doula and introduced me to what doula work was. Because she's like, wow, you're already doing all these other things in the birth community. Have you ever considered doula work? And I had the same thought as Katie, like, what? You can get paid for this kind of thing <laughs> without having to, like, become a midwife, you know? So that's my story in somewhat of a nutshell that was actually probably kind of long we both went long and we thought we were going to <laughs> yeah but I do want you to also plug the bava birth course because it's oh, such a beautiful offering thank you bavabirth.com is my website and you can definitely get on there and learn all about this really unique course that I've created and it's actually in process of coming online so I like to call it my first draft. My first draft online is um, on birthcircle.com. If you're not here in Utah or not able to travel in, then you can find the course there. But if you're here in Utah, come find me in Orem. And that's my, my website. Awesome. I love how, like I knew our stories were similar, but I felt like there was just the power. I almost knew there were a couple of phrases that you said that um, 
I almost knew they were coming before you said them, which is such a cool thing. <laughs> like you said, so many things happened after your first birth that you felt like you didn't have the words for. And I think that's part of our passion for this, right? Is that we felt like we had the, didn't have the language to explain our experience. Yes. And that leads us both to this passion. For language. For language <laughs> and, and to help people through these different stories to slowly discover themselves and their... Yeah. Because I feel like that's that's the beauty we said is, is the breaking and then knowing the breaking is necessary to come back together, but I never would have willingly broke. Right. Oh, I would have resisted it. And, oh, I, no. and I think and we I'm both tried. And I'm stubborn and angry and I fight. Like, I'm a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I did. No, I did try to fight breaking, um, but it happened. And I love that that's kind of one of our common things and, our, and things that we want to really bring in here is that there's this power in story and power in word and power in knowledge that can just unlock these beautiful, the beautiful mystery that is each woman. Yeah. I would say that our birthing experiences, Katie, taught us to actually welcome and embrace the breaking. It doesn't mean we have to like it. Yes. And we don't have to necessarily enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but to at least be open to it. Because once you let go of the resistance, that's when I believe our births became empowering and beautiful instead of traumatic and really... Mm -hmm harmful to to our psyche right yeah and you'll notice that kind of goes with our theme um that we really want to embrace that light and the dark that you don't have one without the other and that often it's by going through those messy dark hard things that we can learn valuable light and knowledge about ourselves in the world well said thank you